It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply it's the rest stop. Brad Restituto. Comes up to the pocket. Fires the right side. Caught by Diggs. Stay up. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Welcome to the rest stop here on a Thursday, December 17th, 2020, 9 o'clock Pacific time, every Tuesday and Thursday. We are live in Las Vegas. I'm Brad Restituto. You can follow me on Twitter at Brad the Believer. Joining me as always, Spencer the Wiz. Follow him on Twitter at Spencer the Wiz. Got a really good show for you tonight as here in Las Vegas at Allegiant Stadium, Thursday night football just came to an end in overtime, seeing the Los Angeles Chargers take the Las Vegas Raiders out 30 to 27 possibly end their playoff hopes in a really good game. And we'll break that down in detail as Spencer the Wiz is a big Las Vegas Raiders fans and a lot of opinions on that game. So we'll dive deep into that. And then we'll get into our pick segment. Uh, every Thursday, had a really good week last week. 11 wins, 4 losses for Brad the Believer. Uh, and also winning record for Spencer the Wiz as we've had a good last month or so here in our pick segment. And then we'll finish the show tonight uh, with a little NBA talk, James Harden rumors swirling, and then we'll have some fun uh, towards the end, if we can fit it in as uh, some Tom Cruise video coming out as he lost his mind, uh, giving his employees the COVID protocol rundown. And we'll, we'll hit some uh, audio on that and give you a kind of a recap on that. So I'll have some fun for you tonight. If you miss any part of the show or watch the show live, make sure you download the Twitch app or go to www.twitch.tv slash Chris Landry football. If you miss any part of the show or you want to listen to the podcast, uh, Google Podcasts, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Audio Boom, search Landry Football Conference Call, and the rest stop will be underneath there. So we'll get right into it, guys. Uh, Thursday Night Football tonight, a really, really exciting game here as we've got uh, Thursday Night Football, then we've got some NFL on Saturday, the college championship games going on this weekend, and then, of course, Sunday Football. But today, saw a divisional matchup in the AFC West with the Los Angeles Chargers taking on the Las Vegas Raiders here in Las Vegas, where myself and Spencer the Wiz reside at Allegiant Stadium, the beautiful new Allegiant Stadium. Really good game. Uh, kind of the storyline for the Raiders in the first quarter, Derek Carr went out with a groin injury. Marcus Mariota came in, saw his first action of the year, and looked really good. Sparked the Raiders and some nice incentives in Mariota's contract uh, for getting 60% of the snaps in the game. I'll let Spencer talk about that a little bit, but Mariota had a really nice game and uh, almost led the Raiders to victory, but the defense just could not hold up for the Raiders. Herbert, Justin Herbert, had a really nice game again. If it weren't for some special teams miscues, that game could have ended in regulation. It did go to overtime. Raiders got down inside the five. They could not punch it in. They had to settle for a field goal. And with under three minutes left, Justin Herbert led the Chargers down the field, hit a long pass inside the five. And then it took quite a few attempts, but they finally punched it in and won the game 30-27. to I'll give you my opinion real quick on that game, and, and I'll start off with Marcus Mariota. To me, uh, even in, in – Three and a half quarters of action proved to me that he's clearly the best backup in the NFL. He, me and Spencer talk quite frequently on the show about having the juice. To me, it looked like Marcus Mariota had tons of juice, tons of, of, of excitement and just energy 
in him being in the lineup. And we saw how beloved he is with his former teammates in Tennessee as they were all over Twitter showing their support for him. Uh, but the Raiders had a nice juice as well, just really playing well. I mean, you didn't see very many punts in this game as both offenses had their way. And it's not like the Chargers have the best defense in the world, but certainly I don't think bad enough to seeing a backup quarterback without their first-round draft pick receiver go up and down the field. We know how great Darren Waller is. He had another fantastic game. But Mariota really threw the ball pretty well. He had two – I counted maybe two not-so-great passes in the game. Other than that, he was pretty good. To me, he looked so explosive uh, with his legs. Anytime he got outside of the pocket, he beat everybody to the spot. So I was really impressed with that. And, and I think it gives Raiders fans some interesting conversation to have moving forward because Mariota looked so solid as far as I'm concerned. The interception, in my opinion, wasn't really his fault. It bounced off his receiver's hands. And the other bad pass maybe should have been an inter interception he overthrew there late in the fourth quarter. Uh, but from the Raiders' perspective, I, I, I think all I, – I don't know if it's unanimous, but – uh, I'm not a diehard Raiders fan. I'll let Spencer speak to it, but I would think that you'd want to see Marcus Mariota again this year because I think he just gave you that much juice tonight on the offensive side of the football. Uh, and Spencer will talk about it. The defense clearly is the place that that needs the revamping. I mean, I give the Raiders credit for coming out and winning seven games this year. Uh, at home, beating a Saints team, who a lot of people think are the best in the NFC, beating the Chiefs once, almost beating them twice. Uh, it just seems here like in the second part of the season with all this COVID crap and the injuries, it's really just decimated the depth of the Raiders team. I, I know that Spencer will tell you that they're not good regardless of the depth, which is probably true. And everything he said has come to fruition up to this point. Uh, but I'd really like to see, especially living here in Las Vegas, I'd like to see the Raiders find a way to get to the playoffs and make some noise. They, they were able to do so. A few years ago with Derek Carr as the quarterback, he had a great season, and then it was shortened by injury as they went into the playoffs. Uh, but I'd really like to see the Raiders do something. Uh, Spence thinks that, that Mike Mayock needs to go. I'm not ready to say that. I do think they need to get some better players on defense. They, they, they maybe need to take the Vikings route in a way and going youthful, even though they already are youthful on defense, but really try to have maybe a, uh, a heavy defensive draft where you're drafting your first – five out of six picks on defense. I think that may be the route to go because I think you've you've shown with losing uh, a pro bowler like Incognito on the offensive line, you've still been able to be effective on the offensive line. Like I said, Mariota tonight I thought was excellent. Uh, I think Raiders fans will want to see him again next week. And with, with Carr being out so quickly after that injury, I don't expect him to be back and ready to be in the lineup next week. So I think we'll see Mariota next week. And as I finish up my opinion, and I'll let Spencer jump in here, I thought overall it was a great game. This is the first time I've really seen Justin Herbert in a full game uh, that I've watched more than a series or two or some highlights. And man, I, I guess I got to get on the train because a lot of people have been pulling for him for rookie of the year. And I, I haven't been because I think this, is, this has been a three, four win team. And I don't know that you give it to a guy or a team that's got that many wins. I thought uh, the Vikings, Justin Jefferson has really showed a lot. Uh, but look, I'm going to give Justin Herbert all the credit in the world. The, the guy is really good, better than I, I thought he would be good coming out of Oregon. Uh, I liked his Rose Bowl performance, and, and he had a, a few good years there at Oregon. I did not see this coming this quick, where the kid makes some throws uh, under pressure. He's got a really nice um, intermediate to deep ball throw. We know he can get out of the pocket with his legs, and I think he's got a lot of juice, Spence. We talk about that. I think Herbert's got it. I think it's quite impressive for a guy with no preseason to jump right in. Um, and Spence, he jumped in without even knowing, literally 20 minutes before his first start because of that Tyrod Taylor injection that went awry. Herbert coming in and playing so well, and he really hasn't missed a step. He's played consistently well the whole year. And, and they showed a stat here on Thursday Night Football uh, about the Chargers uh, blowing double-digit leads three, four, five times. So it's not like the Chargers have gone out and got their ass kicked week in and week out. They've been quite competitive, and a lot of that is because of Justin Herbert and some of the weapons he has because we saw tonight that that Chargers defense is just not good. They've lost some of their good players to injury, and they're not very good. They just get uh, gashed up and down the field by anybody that steps on the field with them. So overall, it was definitely an entertaining game for the fans. Uh, if you're a Chargers fan – you love the fact that Justin Herbert's going to be your quarterback for many years. You're hoping to you get your receivers healthy. You certainly have the talent on the offense. 
We know how good Joey Bosa is, so we know you got a few pieces there. I think it's just a matter of making making a, a really good coaching change. I don't know if, if Tom Telesco, the GM, is, is going to be out, uh, but that conversation at least has to be had because they're certainly very much underachieving. But you want to have the, the safety back, Derwin James, and a couple other guys and having another good draft or two for the Chargers and hopefully compete for one of those extra playoff spots. So I think if you're a Chargers fan, you're happy. And we'll speak to Raiders fan Spencer Ostrovsky here and Spencer the Wiz. Uh, but overall, coming from my perspective for Raiders, I think you, you want to see more of Marcus Mariota because he showed a lot of juice tonight. He gave an injection to that Raiders offense, and they probably should have won the game. Uh, they blew it late, and the Raiders get the win. What's up to Adam Joseph, Opportunity Village? Spence, I'm going to give you the floor now to give your thoughts about this game. Uh, start from anywhere you want and, and give us your overall dissection, Raiders and Chargers. Yeah, I'll, I'll start with the Raiders, and I guess I can start with, am I bummed out that the Raiders lost? I sure am. I, I like to see the Raiders win football games. Am I disappointed? No, I'm not disappointed. I knew this team wasn't a playoff team. I told you earlier, Brad, I knew the Raiders were going to lose. When you play against a team that's as pro- prolific, prolific, I can't say the, the, the word now, prolific, uh, offensively as the Chargers, of course they're going to beat the Raiders. I can't get a stop on uh, a decent teams, let alone a offenses as good as this. Uh, so there's a lot of things to think about. Was firing Paul Gunther the wrong move? It sure was. Uh, turns out the Raiders still don't have defensive talent in firing the best defensive coordinator the Raiders have had in the past two decades. <laughs> it wasn't so- the solution. And I went over it last week about how who should be on the team and who shouldn't. And the fact that the Raiders have no above average defensive players. Mac Crosby, of course, didn't have a good game again today. So I'm not ready to say he's above average. Is he a decent player? Sure. Should he be on a defensive roster? Yeah, I'll give you that. Should he be a starting defensive player? Yeah, I guess I'll say that too. You just go down the list, though. Arden Key isn't a, he should be a special teams player. Corey Littleton was a terrible free agency signing, as we all see now. And it's just, I don't know. You can keep going down and down. But uh, to talk about Marcus Mariota a little bit, I've been talking about how I wanted to see him all season, how I think he could be good in Gruden's offense. And clearly, I was quite correct about that. Now, it's only one game, so I'm not here to say that he's the new starting quarterback for the for the Las Vegas Raiders. I'm not he's not a franchise quarterback. We'll see. I mean, that's he's gonna get a few weeks. Well, it depends on how bad Carr's injury is. He was on the sidelines, it wasn't like he was out and he just couldn't even watch the game. So he may be back, but I think there's at least a conversation worth having about a controversy. Marcus Mariota picked the ball up on his legs quite a bit. Defenses will probably key in on that a little bit, but there's only so much you can do. We've seen that with Lamar Jackson in certain games where you can try to game plan all you want. Uh, But what I was most impressed about was his ability to pass the ball. The fourth downs, uh, one of the time he picked it up with his legs. The other time he scrambled off to the sides, but always is keeping his head up. I don't think it didn't look like except for maybe one or two plays where the run was his first option. And that's what you want to see out of your mobile quarterback. I think even Lamar Jackson gets caught in that a little bit and that he wants to run the ball before anything else. Uh, but Raiders are going to next week into the Dolphins. There's no reason that they're not going to be able to score 30 plus points, and the problem and the Dolphins' defense isn't bad like the Chargers is. So Marcus Mariota probably won't have as good of a game. The Dolphins will have a great game. The Raiders will lose, and you and they can only hope, or I can hope as a Raiders fan, that they find a way to lose to the Broncos, who will want revenge for the domination that they had against them early in the season that did not see coming and maybe the Raiders can get a good draft pick and to me I hope that Mayock gets fired so they have a chance to draft someone decent in that spot probably not going to happen because of the relationship he has with head coach John Gruden I feel like they're a tandem so when one gets fired or one leaves the other one's going to go with them which bums me out so just know that I'm saying it this right now the Raiders aren't going to make the playoffs next year or the year after that hopefully Marcus Mariota gets a re-up and they can go into that third season thinking that the defense can be good enough in that third season to make the playoffs. But for the time being in the next two years, the Raiders will continue to be this bad. Spence for you, what was the turning point in that game? Because it looked like with some of the blunders in the special teams for the chargers missing the kicks that the Raiders were going to have a chance to win that game in regulation. Um, So I, I know you don't think the Raiders will make the playoffs this year or next year, but let's just speak from tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and from an individual standpoint, what could the Raiders have done there in the fourth quarter to maybe get that turn around and finish that game in regulation instead of it going to overtime, given the fact that the Chargers left the door open a little bit for the Raiders? Yeah, well, Gruden called his worst game of the season. Going for it on fourth down was an obvious decision, so I'm not going to commend him for that. He should be going on a fourth down a, a lot more this season, knowing how bad the defense is. But he finally realized that today. 
I, although I will agree with him that taking the field goal in overtime was the correct decision. If you miss out on the points, you obviously know the Chargers are going to go down and score somewhat. The Raiders were just hoping that it was going to be a field goal, and then they can go back down and score a field goal themselves. I would say one of the biggest mistakes of the game was challenging the two-yard pass off to the side because the Raiders were giving up 15-yard chunk plays. So challenge, not having your challenge later in the game proved to be uh, there was, I think it was maybe the next play where it was a little bit dicey or the interception I kind of felt like was an interception, but it can't be looked at because for some reason you challenge, you throw the challenge flag on a two yard out that ultimately didn't matter at all. So to me, that was the turning point of the game as small as it may seem, because if they get that interception, the, the Raiders have a chance to go up in the football game, uh, you know, before going into overtime. And then you kind of, Hopefully, you know, the Chargers score quickly, so you have a chance at the end of the game yourself to score. I mean, that's kind of how it ended up going up anyways. Another big blunder was taking forever to spike the ball. They definitely had a chance to get that ball, spike it one more time, maybe look 10 yards down the field and spike it with one second left. You never know with the time difference. I'm not here to speculate on on that, but to me, they probably would have had a chance uh, to maybe kick a field goal. Of course, they roll out with a 65-yard field goal, something that Carlson would never be able to do. It's not like they're playing in mile high. Why not go for the uh, the Hail Mary? And that was probably the best chance for the Raiders to win the game. Well, not the best, but it, it could have given them an, a legitimate chance to actually do something there. Spence, let's talk about the Chargers for a minute. Uh, if you're a Chargers fan, you've been disappointed for over a decade not seeing your team uh, reach a Super Bowl here recently with some good teams. You've got to feel good about having Justin Herbert as your quarterback it's almost inevitable that Anthony Lynn will be gone after the season. If you're the Chargers, what are you feeling like after tonight's win? And then for the future, I mean, me and you have talked about some teams that they're a player or two away from making some noise in their conference. What do you think about the Chargers? What are they away from being competitive for one of those wild card spots? As it seems like Kansas City's got a stranglehold on that division for a while, but man, I, I wouldn't lock that up completely. We've seen, some holes in the Chiefs this year. They they can't really beat any team convincingly. I think it may be a little more open conference this year. We talked about that on Tuesday, uh, about the Bills' possible opportunity of knocking them off. They certainly haven't blown by anybody much this year, the Chiefs. So talk about the Chargers for a minute. We, we know how good Herbert can be. What else are they maybe missing to make another step uh, to be competitive in this AFC conference that it looks a little bit more open than it was uh, – as we're having this conversation last year. Yeah, the Chargers, to me, are playoff ready this season. If they have a couple of head coaching changes, are they the most talented defense of all time? No, they aren't, but they also have a garbage coordinator to go along with it, which does not help their case. They hire the right guys. They will be a playoff team next year. Now, I don't think they can win the division. That's going to be a tall task to take it over. Patrick Mahomes will probably own it for the foreseeable future unless their defense really does start to fall apart, which it looks like it's the, the, the seams of it are, are starting. Uh, but no, I think the Chargers make the playoffs next year and they probably beat the Raiders twice. So uh, unless the Raiders do something drastic in the off season, I don't see anything changing. And if they can, if they have a good coach, you can game manage a late game like today. You just saw it. I mean, the, the passing play, it was all a mess to play action on that third down was, was the wrong decision to make being that they were already in field goal range technically. Uh, so if you put the right person in the place, uh, this is a playoff team next season, like no matter. And then now they get draft picks next, you know, they have a high draft pick free agency. So I like the chargers uplook, you know, going into the next two years. Spence, one more thought on the Raiders. Let, let's talk about what the true expectations were coming into the first year in Las Vegas. I think a lot of teams thought there was some hope with uh, the the winning streak that they had briefly last season. But I think before Gruden was hired, I don't think a ton of Raiders fans were necessarily expecting playoffs so soon. So it's not necessarily like they're off track of what the expectations may have been. I just think maybe that some of the expectations heightened a little bit with some of those wins that they had. Uh, so if you're, if you are a Raiders fan, let's remember the expectations weren't super high before Gruden was hired. Uh, this was a really, really bad, uncompetitive football team before Gruden got here. So that's not the case right now. They are competitive. Um, but I, I will agree with you because you've been spot on here recently. They may be still a little ways away, uh, from making some real noise in that conference. Um, so, so Spence put in perspective. Okay. We're, we're not underachieving here 
if you're a Raiders fan because the expectations weren't super high before Gruden got hired. So talk about that for a minute and then talk about what the Raiders need to do moving forward to maybe get on track to where those expectations were going to be when John Gruden was hired. Yeah, so I knew, I mean, we talked about this. I knew all along the Raiders weren't a playoff team. And having John Gruden, having a good coach for the first time wasn't going to do anything about that. Uh, when you don't have players to win football games, you're not going to win football games. Um, so the first thing you have to do is get rid of all the players that I already listed. Now, it sucks you have to get rid of all those first-round picks that you wasted. That's just part of the business to me. Basically, if you can own up to your mistakes and move past them and just say, like, I was wrong, I think that goes a long way. So getting rid of Cleveland Farrell, getting rid of Jonathan Abrams, Jonathan Hankins, Corey Littleton, Kiewitowski could stay. Eric Harris had a, was really bad this game too. Daryl Worley isn't a defensive player. I don't know. I mean, it's not going to get fixed in one off season. I can tell you that. What I don't want to see the Raiders do is take the Detroit Pistons route and try to fix it all in one off season. I don't mind to see losing seasons from the Raiders. I've watched it my entire life. It's about the progression about putting an actual team together is the important part. So if they can improve defensively next year by drafting actually someone half decent in this draft and maybe pick up one defensive player that's impactful and maybe trade for somebody, even though they've let six trades go through just this season alone that they should have been absolutely a part of and given up very little assets for, if they can start to do those things, and I think that only starts with the firing of Mike Mayock, then the Raiders can start talking about the playoffs. But as of right now, there's no chance. Spence, I know there's some mixed opinion on Derek Carr. We heard Troy Aikman on the broadcast tonight saying he's a big fan of Derek Carr. Uh, just for argument's sake, is there anything Marcus Mariota can do here in the last two or three games that would say to you that he should be in the discussion for more playing time next year in a Raiders uniform? Well, they should for sure pick up his option. Now, I hope I can only hope that I can find uh, in my next relationship someone as uh, committed like Derek Carr's fan base is to me because he has done nothing for this franchise at all. So I don't know where all the loyalty comes from. That's a that's a tough question because he is he has brought them to the playoffs once. He didn't play in that game unfortunately due to a really just bizarre injury. But he, he, as long as he, he they're going to lose next week and he'll probably beat the Broncos. As long as he kind of stays on track, doesn't throw bad interceptions, he needs to be on this roster because I saw a lot of potential here. He had a couple of bad throws. You talked about that. And I saw them too. And they made me cringe a little bit. But this is his first game action in like almost two years. And the fact that he was able to do that. And he looked like he had read the game plan as if he was ready to come in at any time. That's what I loved the most is that he looked like he had been starting all season and you rarely get that out of a backup quarterback. Maybe you see that when they have a full week to repair off the injury, but he came in cold Turkey. He, he, it looked like he called the plays that Gruden wanted. He didn't call too many audibles and, there was a lot of motion on the offense. He seemed to keep up with it very well. He made really big throws down the sideline. I loved what I saw, and I want to see more. So we'll have to see how extensive this Derek Carr injury is. Because if he's healthy, of course, Gruden being as conservative as he is, he's going to start Derek Carr. Spence, I honestly don't think Derek Carr – I don't think he'll be ready to play next week. Um, I think he'll try to get back on the field after that. So we may only see Derek Carr for one more start this season. That being said, he's got seven picks on the year. A couple of those are off of deflections, guys that bounced off their hands. I know you you won't be super excited to see Derek Carr back as the starter next year, but what will make you uh, – will anything involving Derek Carr being back next year give you any sense of hope? I mean, what, would, what did you need to see out of Derek Carr to make you think, okay, th this guy moving forward is, is going to take us to the playoffs? I can't. I just don't see it. Do I think he's the worst quarterback in the NFL? No. I, I know I, I sound very harsh on him, but the reality is, is he's just okay. And the Raiders have need something more than just decent for my entire life. I have not seen a Hall of Fame quarterback be under. Is Marcus Mariota a Hall of Fame quarterback? I don't know. <laughs> Probably not. But the fact that he Marcus Mariota brings a little more of what John Gruden is looking for, the read option, obviously, he would love to call. His offense is meant to spread. You see a lot of three receiver wide sets. And that, when you are looking to throw the ball downfield, that leaves a lot of open space. And there's so many times this year where you're looking at Carr to just be like, just run the football because it's right there. And Marcus Mariota has done that his entire career. So, of course, he took advantage of that. 
I don't know. I mean, I just think Derek Carr isn't the quarterback he was his MVP season. And he had a few games where he showed some flashes and he went right back to the old Derek Carr. But first, and there's also the part where the, this team isn't going to change until the defense does. It doesn't matter who's in at quarterback. It could be Aaron Rodgers and the Raiders still wouldn't have made the playoffs this year. So uh, I, I'm done with Carr. I, I've been done with him for two years now. I think he can be successful for another team. I just don't think he can be that successful under John Gruden. I just don't think their philosophies line up. That's Spencer the Wiz. Follow him on Twitter at Spencer the Wiz. And uh, he does his own radio show every Friday night on AM 1400 KSHP in Las Vegas called Delivering Sports. And also follow Spencer's YouTube channel, Blue Milk Boys, Blue Milk Boys Gaming. Is that right, Spence? Blue Milk Boys Gaming. That's right. Here's my last thought there. I think the relationship with Derek Carr and Raiders fans is a little bit like Vikings fans and Kirk Cousins. You just don't think that this guy is the guy that's going to take you over the top. Statistically, someone like Kirk Cousins has been sensational. And look, I'll give Kirk Kirk Cousins a a few pats on the back because he's done some things here this year that he has not done in years past. It's been vital to his development as a quarterback. And a lot of that has been his movement in the pocket and him running when it's available, like you just mentioned. And Cousins has done quite a bit of that this year, which is is really exciting if you're a Kirk Cousins fan, but you're just not getting the wins. Uh, So it's really tough. And Kirk Cousins, we talked about, he's like one of those ex-girlfriends that makes you believe she's the one one day and then does what she always does uh, weeks after that. So it's really tough. And I feel like a lot of Raiders fans may feel the same way with Derek Carr. So it's really one of those things you just got to monitor a week at a time, and you got to hope that the organizations do the things around those players that are going to lead to success, building an offensive line, building a solid defensive line, putting the right defensive players in place, the right draft picks in place to make uh, all the other positions successful. Uh, I, I know we're not talking Vikings here, but you want to talk about really having deficiency in a, in a part of the game that is underrated. It's special teams. Uh, the Vikings special teams, I think, is rated the worst in the entire league this year. So it takes all facets of the game, not just the quarterback, but you need the defense and the special teams to be successful as well. So look, me and Spencer, the Wiz, we're going to get into our Thursday NFL pick segment. Every Thursday, we give you all of our picks against the spread. And we're going to go again this week for week 15 against the circus sports million contest lines. We had a really solid week last week. Brad, the believer went 11 and four Spence the Wiz. I believe went uh, nine and six, somewhere around there, definitely above 500. So hopefully on Tuesday, we'll have the uh, records up to date uh, for us this season. I know we're getting better, like I said, as we've had a good month here. Spence, we're going to start it off with the Saturday games in Lambeau Field, Green Bay. The Carolina Panthers travel to Green Bay to take on the Packers. The Packers are sitting with the Circus Sports Million Contest line as an eight and a half point favorite. Uh, They were around this number last week, and they only won by a touchdown. They're going to be at home this week. I know you haven't minded going against the Packers laying a big number. Uh, We were wrong with the Panthers last week. I'm going to give the Panthers another try this week as I'm going to stick with the philosophy that they've been a competitive football team. I don't think they'll have McCaffrey back. Uh, I'm hoping Teddy Bridgewater will have a better game for Carolina this week. Uh, Their defense is going to need to slow down Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers. Uh, it's not a huge number, but it's big enough for me to take the dog. Give me the Panthers in this matchup plus the eight and a half. Yeah, the the half. Rarely do you see eight and a point half, eight and a half point lines. And the Panthers, like we talked about last week, could have easily have won that game against the Broncos, who I think were playing a little desperate. I think they wanted to show up and finally get a win there. Uh, so what I'll say is. I don't know. What what have the Packers shown this season other than a few spots that they're able to really do something uh, as prolific as that? So I'm going to go ahead and say that the Panthers can cover this eight and a half point line. And I haven't I think there's an outside chance they can win this football game with how inconsistent the uh, Packers play at times. Oh, sorry. Yes, Vince, the uh, the Packers are inconsistent, uh, but run that by me one more time. Are you on the Panthers as well? I'm on the Panthers, and I think they could win the football game. I think I do think they have an opportunity to win that game also. They're going to have to play better than they mm-hmm. have lately. They had a home loss to the Broncos last week, which I think they're a better team than the Broncos. Uh, so they got to win that one. Overall, I like what Matt Rule's done. It's going to be an interesting game because we've seen the Packers, like, like we just talked about, cover big numbers. But I do think the P- Panthers can be live in this one. So me and Spencer the Wizard are on the same side. And this is a Saturday game. 
Panthers, Packers. We'll take the Panthers plus eight and a half. Next one is the as a Saturday game as well, one of the early matchups. Speaking of the Broncos, it'll be in mile high as the Buffalo Bills, who are pretty hot after a couple nice wins, knocking off the Steelers last Sunday night. They'll travel to mile high, uh, west, or I'm sorry, east going west. And they're a road six-point favorite here against the Circus Contest Sports Million line. Six-point favorite of the Bills. Spence, you know I like the Bills, but this is a weird spot traveling to Denver. Denver has played pretty decent lately. I'm going to take the dog here. Give me the Broncos plus a six. I don't know. Uh, for some reason, I, I'm I really like the Bills. I, I'm going to think I'm going to put them on quite a few tickets, especially on teasers. But I think pretty much everybody will at this point. Uh, the Broncos just we talk about our inconsistent. So if they truly are inconsistent, that means they're going to get blown out because they upset the the Panthers for the most part last week. So let's see. If they can string two two kind of wins together, I know they are plus six, but at that kind of short of a line, they're the Vegas is kind of saying they have a chance to win this game. I don't think they have any chance, so I'm going to take the Bills. Yeah, the only reason I'm on Denver here is I just think it could be tricky at mile high. But Josh Allen, he's got the arm to play in any weather. I didn't love the way the Bills started off last week offensively, but their defense certainly got into play. I could be dead wrong here, Spence. I feel like this one you could be spot on, but uh, – the the Bills the Broncos are so weird and they're one of those teams you go against them they win I'll go in with them here they'll probably get blown out so the next matchups the division matchup sees the Houston Texans traveling to Indy to take on the Colts Colts are a seven and a half point favorite here this is this is a tough one because it's a divisional matchup we know how close those divisional matchups can be in this situation recency bias we saw the Colts laid on the Raiders and the Texans get blown out by the Chicago Bears. So that makes it tough. But I would normally go dog here, but the reason I'm not is because situationally, I think the Texans don't have a ton to play for. We've known that. But Deshaun Watson was in and out of the game a little banged up. I don't know that they want to risk his future at this point in the season with only a few games left. Uh, The Colts are still fighting for playoff positioning. So for that reason, I'll take the Colts minus a seven and a half. Yeah, seven and a half is never a fun point line for divisional games but I'm, I'm gonna go the Colts here too I think Romeo Cornell isn't that's the interim coach for the Texans right yeah yeah I think he's obviously not going to be the head coach for them next year he hasn't done anything really to prove that everybody gets that first win after the new head coach comes in but as the season progresses and time goes on he's proven that he isn't exactly going to be the face of that franchise so I think everyone is start. I think everyone's starting to realize that on the team I think they're starting to give up a little bit a lot of them are still playing for their jobs. So I'm not going to say they're tanking or anything, but uh, you can't play kind of like half motivated against the Colts who know they have to win almost every week to make the playoffs. Now a lot of pressure is taken off with the Raiders loss, but still they know with the Ravens behind them, they got to win some football games. And if they're going to win a game, it's definitely going to be this one against a bad Texans team. So you're with the Colts here. With I'm the- with the Colts. Yeah. We're the same there, Spence. Next matchup. The Detroit Lions traveling to Tennessee to take on the Titans. It's a big number here. Titans laying 11 points. Titans minus 11 in this one against the Detroit Lions. Uh, since Daryl Bevel has taken over as the interim coach of the Lions, they've won one and lost one. Uh, they've covered the spread in both of those games. This is a big number, Spence. Uh, you start this one off. Titans, 11-point favorites against the Lions. The Lions are an okay team, a competitive team. And if anyone's going to play a little desperate to keep their jobs in any sort of way, because there's the new interim coach is still in there. So the opinion on him is still out. They played fairly close last week. Uh, they did cover the spread. So, and the Titans have also had a few bad weeks. I know they blew out the Jaguars, but the Jaguars are, let's not forget, one of the worst teams in the league. So give me the Lions here, plus 11. I'll take those points for sure. Yeah, it's a lot of points, Spence. Uh, the, the only thing keeping me away, and he doesn't miss a lot of time, Matthew Stafford had to leave last week's game with an injury. I'm not sure his status, but I, I don't know why. I, he he loves to play. I, you can rarely keep him out of a game, but I, I just know he's not 100%. That being said, Chase Daniel is the backup for the Lions. Uh, we see him. We saw him get some playing time in Chicago and Philadelphia. I, I just don't trust the Lions enough on the road. I'm going to lay the big number and take the Texans minus 11. Spence, the next game sees the biggest line of the weekend. The 0 and 13 or 0 and 14. I think it's 0 and 13. New York Jets travel to SoFi to take on the Rams. 
Rams an 18-point favorite here, Spence. Start it off, Spencer the Wiz. I hate taking so many dogs this week, and I hate taking the Jets two weeks in a row. But we said the same thing when the Rams played the Giants earlier this season. Also, the Giants are a more competitive team than anybody kind of said either. 18 points? The Chiefs covered that number, but barely this season. And I don't think the Rams are better than the Chiefs. Oh, gosh. Am I going to take the Jets two weeks in a row? I'm going to take the Jets two weeks in a row, plus 18. I hate myself. Spence, this number's way too big, man. I cannot take – I can't take an 18-point favorite under any circumstance. I don't think I can. Uh, I tell you what, if you got the stones to take the Jets on the money line, you will <laughs> you'll cash out a pretty penny if they win that game. And if they win this game, I'll be pissed because I got an 0-16 Jets ticket. You so can I'm not, your bet. Not here on that. I'm not going to do it, uh, but 18 points is way too much. Yeah, we did see the Rams as a heavy favorite, uh, barely hang on to beat the Giants. I think the Giants are far better than the Jets. But, man, I'm not laying 18. I have to take the, Jet, the Jets plus 18. Spence, divisional matchup in the next one as we're going through the Sunday slate of games. Tampa Bay Buccaneers travel to Atlanta to take on the Falcons. The Bucs are a five-and-a-half-point road favorite here, divisional matchup. The Falcons aren't good. I've been talking about it for weeks. They lost to a bad Chargers team. They find ways to win games they shouldn't. I don't know how. Uh, Julio Jones isn't playing. I don't know that I can ride the Bucs. Uh, I don't like doing it, but give me the Bucs minus five and a half. I think the Falcons are that bad. Yeah, I think that line is way too short. So this could be a weird divisional situation, but the Buccaneers look like they woke up finally in that second half against the Vikings. And if they're going to steamroll somebody, it's going to be the Falcons who also look like they're starting to finally give up on the season after a little bit of a spurt. I'll agree with you here. I'm going to take the Bucs minus five and a half. Spence, an AFC East matchup in the next one. And this line is screaming head scratcher here. And I want your thoughts on this next line. Patriots travel to Miami to take on the Dolphins. Dolphins only a one and a half point home favorite. What gives your Spence? That number screams something fishy to me, does it not? It's a divisional matchup. That's probably where it comes from. And the Patriots have shown up in spots this season. You just don't really know what you're going to get out of them. I'm sure I know where you're going with this one. I think I'm going to go opposite here. I'm going to say the Patriots win this game. Well, I should go Patriots because I think the line should be higher. I, I think most everybody would think that should at least be a three point line in the Dolphins and why is it one and a half it's screaming something fishy to me uh and and and, and since it's fishy I should go Patriots because that line should be higher and if it's not higher it's telling me something's weird here so I don't know Spence uh I I think I know a little bit now now it comes to me now because I've been following the Dolphins have a lot of injuries a lot of key injuries on the offensive side of the ball and that's why this line is so low so that being said give me the Patriots plus one and a half I changed my mind last minute there next matchup we'll see Seattle traveling to Washington to take on the Washington football team Washington football team is as hot as they come right now a lot of huge victories uh they're a home underdog of five and a half points not sure Alex Smith's status he was banged up and had to leave the game last week uh, I don't I don't like if Alex Smith is not in the lineup. I know he hasn't killed it, but look, they've won games with him under center. Uh, so with him not being completely healthy and we may be looking at Dwayne Haskins starting, I'm going to go with the road team here. And I think uh, the football team loses their first game in quite some time. Give me the Seahawks minus five and a half. Yeah, Dwayne Haskins touches that field. This is a 21-point blowout. And the Seahawks did blow the heck out of the Jets. And that feels a little bit like recency bias and – Russell Wilson has had a few bad interceptions. So if he's going to have another bad game, it's going to be against this Washington football team. I finally said it right this time for the first week, I think. Uh, but yeah, if Alex Smith is banged up and eventually has to leave the game, it's going to lean heavy Seattle. So I'm going to take Seattle as well. Yeah, we're on the same side there, Spence. An NFC North matchup in this next one, the Bears travel to U.S. Bank Stadium to take on the Vikings. Vikings tough loss last week. Special teams killed them. They're three-point home favorite here. Spence, I know I know how this Bears-Vikings matchup goes. I know it every year. The only reason the Vikings won in Soldier Field this year, a lot of reason there was no fans. The other reason Nick Foles was under center, and he, and he did nothing with this Bears offense. Uh, the Bears offense had quite the jolt last week as I was on the Mitchell Trubisky train once again. He had a fantastic game, and I think the Vikings will be in trouble in this one because I think Trubisky will extend plays with his legs. He can make throws, and I'm telling you, he's not as bad as everybody thinks. Bears get the upset win in this one. Give me the Bears plus three. 
it's just hard to beat a divisional opponent twice when you're kind of at the same skill level in a certain sense, like are floating around the same, like that's enough to move the needle because you just hate losing to your divisional opponent twice. Now the Broncos had a little bit of that when they played the chiefs the second time where they played a little better, but they're the, the skill gap is just a little too wide for it to make that a reality. But here, I don't think that's impossible. So I'll take Chicago as well. Although I could see this being a field goal game and the Minnesota Vikings winning, but I'll take the, the uh, bears for now. It's going to be a tough one for the Vikings. They, they, disappointing loss last week. They were demoralized by special teams, may have knocked them out of playoff contention. Even though they're really only one game back behind the Cardinals, they really need this victory. Um, I don't think it happens. I think the Bears looked good enough last week to carry that over. I think, uh, like I said, if the Bears would have lost last week, I think you'd got everybody, head coach, GM, everyone. Uh, they played their best game of the year, Spence. They, they blew out. A Texans team. Texans aren't that great, but to blow out anybody in the NFL is pretty impressive. So I think the Bears carry that over and they get another win here in this one. Next match of Spence, the Jags travel to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. Another huge number here. Ravens minus 12 and a half. Looks like Gardner Minshew will get the start for the Jaguars in this one. I don't know what I think about that. Uh, this is a really big number. Uh, I can't I can't do the big number again, Spence. There's just too, too many ways for Jacksonville to slide in. They got blown out last week. I think Minshew gives them a little bit of a spark. I'll take the Jags, regrettably, but I'll take the big plus, plus 12 and a half. Yeah, the Ravens are going to be playing a little desperate because they have to win every single game to make the playoffs. But I don't know. Gardner Minshew is able to keep games within 12 points. I know he hasn't had his best season, and he probably you know won't remain with the team too long. He'll end up being a journeyman backup. Everyone will be excited to see him in the game when he comes on eventually off of an injury. Uh, but I don't know. I, I I think the Jaguars are able to stay competitive for the majority of the season. And if they're going to stay competitive, it'll be against the Ravens, who sometimes just don't look that great in certain spots. I mean, Spence, both on the same side with the Jags, plus 12 and a half. Next one sees the Cleveland Browns. Seems to be everybody's darling at this point, even though they lost this past week. They traveled to New York to take on the Giants. Daniel Jones looked like he was not healthy in the Giants' performance at home last week. They got beat pretty handily by the Cardinals. Uh, they're catching four and a half here against the Browns. Uh, I'm not going to go Regency bias. I'm going to stick with the Giants playing well. I don't, again, I don't think the Browns are great um, and not great enough to be getting four and a half, giving four and a half on the road. Uh, and I tell people, and I've said it for two years, um, there's not very many spots to bet the Browns, certainly not as a favorite. Uh, and if you bet the Browns and you lose, that's on you. I'm not betting the Browns here. Give me the Giants plus four and a half. No, I'm going to disagree. I think they're going to be able to run the football here. I think Baker's going to be able to just kind of do his thing, be game manager, which he always needs to be. So, and plus Jones just hasn't been playing very well. I know he was injured last week, but I don't, I haven't seen any indication that he's like fully healthy now. And if that's the case, then I feel really good about the Browns here. I'm going to disagree with you. Give me the Browns. Spence on the Browns, minus four and a hook there. Next matchup on Sunday, we'll see the Philadelphia Eagles with rookie quarterback Jalen Hurts. Again, we'll get the start. He's 1-0 in his career as a starter here, traveling uh, to Phoenix to take on the Cardinals. The Cardinals, six and a half point home favorites here. Uh, I don't trust the Cardinals with that big of a number. I think the Eagles showed enough with Hurts under center, getting a nice victory at home last week. I think some of their players have come out this week and say, hey, we're not playing for draft picks. We're playing to win games. That being said, I'll take the dog. Give me the Eagles plus six and a half. Uh, you have a full week to look at game tape for Jalen Hurts and adjust. The only problem is that the Cardinals truly are that bad on defense. They're another one of those teams. It's just kind of probably like something you would slate right there at 20th. So I, I think they're going to have their hands full and it's just, I think it's going to be a lot closer than the Cardinals want it to be. I think they can win this game. I don't see it being a blowout. I would be pretty shocked if it was. I'll agree with you. I'll take another dog, and I'll take the Philadelphia Eagles. That's Spencer the Wiz. Follow him on Twitter, at Spencer the Wiz. This is our Thursday NFL pick segment. We've been pretty good the past month. Uh, the Believer, 11 wins, 4 losses last week. Uh, so make sure that you follow our picks. Go back, listen to the podcast on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Audio boom, search Landry Football Conference call, and the rest stop will be underneath there if you miss any part of our pick segment here. And we're picking the games this week against the Circus Sports Million football contest lines here in week 15. Next matchup has the Kansas City Chiefs traveling to the Superdome to take on the Saints. They're trying to push Drew Brees back in the lineup, Spence. I don't think he's ready yet, 
I think Taysom Hill gets a start again. The Chiefs will be laying the flat three with this number in New Orleans. I think they're better than the Saints. So if they got to win just by three or more, uh, I think they can do it. They have not covered hardly any games here in the last month and a half. I'll give it a try again with the Chiefs minus three here. I don't. If Drew Brees even is back, what are you supposed to get out of him? Yeah. If he's going to have a good game, it'll probably be against the Chiefs, whose defense just looks kind of worse and worse as the weeks go on. And the questions for the playoffs are really starting to mount for me after another close win against a Miami Dolphin team who has zero Super Bowl ambitions this year. So, uh, But <laughs> with that, I think if someone's going to open up the well and start busting this game open and they're not going to be able to keep up, it's going to be uh, you know Pat Mahomes. So the Chiefs have a hard time covering long lines, but to cover the short lines basically just to win the game, give me right. Kansas City. On the same side here, Spence, this next matchup is a head-scratcher for me. I have no idea which way to go here, so I'll let you start it off. The 49ers travel to Dallas to take on the Cowboys. The Niners are a three-point road favorite here against Dallas. Spence, I don't know how to make heads or tails of this one. You start it off. Uh, that's gross, isn't it? Yeah. Can Nick Mullins score t- points on the Cowboys? Like, Yeah, I'm sure he can. I don't know. With that being said, I think I'm going to take uh, the Cowboys, who have a very coherent offense you know they're getting a little healthy now Andy Dalton's had a few weeks it's it's hard to for him to have asked him to just come into the season take over of course he gets the injury they have a good convincing win against one of the worst teams in the league and we know how much uh the 49ers have struggled out of recent I really I could see this game going either either way but I guess I'll just stick with the Cowboys here yeah Spence it's weird here because look Kyle Shanahan the Niners it's not a division opponent Okay, it's not the Rams where they can upset. They were close with the Bills. Gosh, this one's just so tough for me. I initially wanted to go Cowboys, Spence, plus the three. But I'm going to change my mind. I'm going to go with the coaching matchup. I I think Shanahan's a better coach. I think they find a way to get it back on track. I'll take the Niners minus three. That's smart. (laughs) The last game here, uh, this this will be the Monday night matchup. Not a great one. The Steelers travel to Cincinnati to take on the banged-up Bengals. Uh, the second big enough, biggest line of the weekend, Steelers minus 13. Gosh, I hate laying the big numbers, but the Steelers desperately need a win. they got to get back on track here. Bengals I don't think are very good. I think the Steelers find a way to cover this one. I'll take the Steelers minus a 13-year Spence. The Bengals could have a hard time finding the end zone period in this game. So I'll, I'll keep it fairly simple here. I for sure think that uh, they can cover this number. I think it could be like a 31 to 10 game legitimately. Even though the Steelers have had issues at times scoring, it's not going to be hard to score against the Bengals. The Cowboys showed last week how easy that is. There you go, Spence. That's our pick segment wrapped up. Uh, Spence, I want to get into a story I talked about at the beginning of the show, if we can fit it in, uh, especially having Bravo here on the chat. Uh, Not quite the basketball yet. I want to try to hit the Tom Cruise clip if we have if we have it available uh what we're about to try to line up here is something that reached the internet here in the last uh couple days um tom cruise a hollywood actor apparently lost his mind al baston brian bravo everyone listening to this tom cruise loses his mind as his employees uh, don't follow covid protocol take a listen to tom cruise here All right, Spence, hit pause. Pause. All right, let's react thus far. This is Tom Cruise, Hollywood actor, apparently uh, going off as the employees don't follow COVID protocol, and he's losing his mind. Now, I showed my girlfriend this clip, Spence, and she immediately called fake, fake news, that this is possibly fake, that this is staged. Uh, To me, it seems real. So before we continue playing, is this staged or is this real Tom Cruise going off here? I'm going to say, I'm putting on my tin hat. It, it, it seems too theatrical to me. Very theatrical. Although, although I guess uh, he has a lot of pent-up energy, you know, down there. So I don't know. It just it does seem like he's like, look at me. I'm a perfect, I'm the like COVID, anti-COVID dude, you know. It seems a little weird. This is the Prince of Scientology, Tom Cruise. Spence, uh, let it play some more. Uh, 
If you don't do it, you're fired. And I see you do it again, you're gone. And anyone on this crew does it. That's it. And you too. And you too. And you. Don't you ever do it again. That's it. You hear that, Brian Bravo? He's talking to you. You can tell it to the people that are losing their because our industry is shut down. It's not going to put food on their table or pay for their college education. Listen up, Al Bassett. He's talking to you. See, that's so dramatic. That's what I sleep with every night. That everybody that get feels, in line. That feels uh, scripted to me. Get in line. Beyond your apology, I have told you, and now I want it. And if you don't do it, you're at. We are not shutting this movie down. I have a half theory. Let's say he. Let's say he did catch. Uh, you know, some employees doing a couple of no-no type of stuff. And I think he saw that. And he it, at first, he was just going to say, hey, guys, like, that can't happen again. But then he was like, wait a second. I can make this, like, my defining moment here. And if I play it up and I get someone to record it, then I look like the real good guy. So maybe it's only a half conspiracy. Justin Numchuk has inside information. He says they've shut this movie down. This is real stuff going on here. Spence, let it play. Tom Cruise telling everybody, get in line or you're gone. If I see it again, you're gone. And so are you. So you're going to cost him his job. And I see it on the set, you're gone. And you're gone. That's it. Am I clear? Do you understand Crystal. what I want? You Crystal clear. the responsibility that you have. Because I will deal with you reasonably. And if you can't be reasonable, I can't deal with your logic. You're fired. That's it. That is it. A true American yes. hero. I love it. I love Tom Cruise fired up. It makes me feel like I'm a coach in a locker room and I'm telling these jabronis that can't stay on sides and can't do their job, do your job or you're fired and you're fired and you're fired. I'll get someone in here that can get the job done. You can't make a kick, Bailey. You're gone. Find your own ride home. Special teams coach, you're gone. Find your own ride home. The bus isn't waiting for you. You can't make a play, you're gone. I'll find someone that can. I love it. Tom Cruise, fired up, baby. Come on, Spence. Tom Cruise laying down the law. He's like the new Rockney of the Hollywood world. It's the most exciting speech on social distancing I've ever gotten. We should have gotten this uh, when we were doing the two weeks uh, in the very beginning where they said to stop the spread. He should have just had Tom Cruise get out there. And get I know. There, Tom Cruise, the spokesman. If he was out there, nobody would be leaving their house because you all be gone. Oh, this is all Spence. You're on to something here. Okay. We need to maybe look. We're going to, in 2021, we're going to have a new opening uh, or an additional opening to the rest stop. We're going to have to add some Tom Cruise sound in there. Okay. Like People are going to be gone. Don't <laughs> do your job. You're fired. <laughs> Especially the Wiz, you have nothing to worry about. You've been great at your job. You'll be the one giving out the pink slips to people. Yeah, maybe I can yell at the uh, some interns. Get some interns and I can just yell at them for doing something wrong. Spence, yell at the players for not doing their job. You can't make a tackle. You're gone. Paul oh. Gunther, gone. Gruden, gone. Mayock, gone. All gone. You're out. I, well, I don't blame a lot of those guys. They're just not talented enough. It's not. It has nothing to do with coaching. So I can't even be mad at them when they don't make plays because I know they can't do it. <laughs> Brian Bravo, no Christmas presents for you. You're out. Put the drink down. You're gone. Oh, that was great. Tom Cruise bite, ladies and gentlemen. Tom Cruise making everybody's Christmas and New Year's a little smile on. Bravo, nobody cares about your stupid holiday movie, okay? Gremlins is not even a holiday movie. You're just a jackass and a buffoon. Spencer the Wiz answered this guy's question before he loses his mind. Brian Bravo has to know, gremlins or die hard? Anyone uh, else on the chat, please give us your answer. Make Brian Bravo's day. I hope I don't upset him too much. I've never seen gremlins, but I love die hard. So I, I guess by uh, deductive reasoning, I have to go die hard as my favorite Christmas movie. There you go, Bravo. Never seen gremlins, so he's going die hard. So there's your answer, okay? Light one up for Bravo this New Year's. Put the drink down, baby. 
All right. Uh, this is another edition of the Rest Stop coming to you every Tuesday and Thursday. As you see, Spencer the Wiz has new decor in his background today as he's looking quite festive. I see the lights in the background for Spencer the Wiz as he's very festive as we're only uh, we're less than 10 days away from Christmas, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, we will be having the rest stop for you on Christmas Eve. It may be a pre-recorded show, so we'll figure that out closer to that time. Uh, as we wrap up tonight's show, we'll go a little basketball, Spence, as the rumors are floating that came out today. Uh, ben Simmons is available in trade talks for the uh, an incomparable James Harden. What do you think about that possibility? Ben Simmons, James Harden swatch, who, swap, who wins that deal? For sure, the Rockets, too. I mean, they signed Christian Wood. Seems like the GM who's taking over the Rockets is doing a much better job at managing the team than Daryl. And Daryl seems to want to take all the problems he had with Houston. Yeah, he was, yes. And just transition them right to the 76ers. So I don't really understand where they're going with anything. Ben Simmons is younger. He can do basically everything on the court except shoot threes. Now you can work on that. But when you have someone with that kind of skill set, really the skill set that LeBron type kind of possesses, in terms of rebounding the ball at that position, running the point, it being able to dominate the paint. And what does is James Harden going to be the one to take the 76ers to the finals? The Phyllis, the 76ers have been close. The real issue for the 76ers was signing uh what's his name who who just got traded to the Oakland 70 Al Horford to a massive contract. What were they thinking? I mean, you have JJ Redick on your team and you switch him out for a center when you already have like the defining center of the Eastern Conference. Their issues run deep in terms of organizing their team. Not that they miss out on some outside shooting or inefficient shooting. I don't know where this comes from. They've already denied the rumors, but we know how that story goes. We've also said that John Wall was not going to get traded. And then he was traded a couple days later. This could very well happen. And I know the guy, the Rockets would just be counting his blessings. If it, the trade actually goes through. Yeah. I think Ben Simmons is young enough, Spence. I think he could be a great piece. And I think the Rockets would win if they picked up Ben Simmons because Harden clearly doesn't want to be there. So there's no, he's not going to sign an extension. So you got to get the most you can for him. And look, Ben Simmons may come out this year and show us all. He's been working on that jump shot, and he may start taking some threes. And I like his game, so we'll see. I'm starting to sense, Spence, that this could be happening uh, sooner than we anticipated. You know, possibly before Christmas Day, we could see this trade happen. Are you, have you changed your stance? Do you think this is starting to get pushed closer to happening sooner than later? Now, well, I thought Ben Simmons would just not be on the trade block. So this kind of does change things a little bit for me. If there is going to be a trade to happen before uh, the season starts, it's going to be Ben Simmons because I know the Rockets GM is, te- you know, teaming to make this happen. If they find if Daryl finally pulls that trigger, man, that would just shock me so much to see that straight swap or what it would probably be something close in that, I guess. I don't know where the first round picks get sent, to be honest with you. I almost feel like Ben Simmons is more valuable somehow. Yeah, I tend to agree with you. I think it'd be quite interesting. I'd, I'd like to see how the Rockets do with with John Wall, Ben Simmons, Christian Wood, DeMarcus Cousins, Eric Gordon. Could be interesting for the Rockets. They need a fresh start. I think Harden and the Rockets organization need a fresh start. There's a new coach in there, new GM. Uh, they don't want this guy that's not happy and isn't going to be around. So I think they find a way to get this done. So it's going to be interesting to follow. And, and the NBA season starts off on the 22nd of December. So we'll be keeping a close eye on that. So as we're wrapping up here tonight, Spence, and the rest stop, uh, another good pick segment. Uh, that Thursday night game was a good one. Of course, you've got uh, NCAA college football, some of the conference championship games happening this Saturday, as well as Saturday NFL football. So I hope everybody enjoys their football weekend as we coming up close to the holidays. Uh, for Spencer the Wiz, I'm Brad the Believer. And if you missed any part of the show, make sure you check out the Rest Stop and Podcast Forum on Google Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Audio, Audio Boom, or Clancy Football Conference Call, and then the Rest Stop underneath there. Everyone have a great weekend. We'll see you back on Tuesday, 9 o'clock Pacific Time. Have a great It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. 
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.